0: The Chicago Bulls have officially extended qualifying offers to Io DeSumo, Kobe White, and Taylor Taylor. We're going to talk about what that could mean for the future of the players and as well as the Bulls' offseason plans. We're going to talk about that. Plus, what's going on with Nikola Vucevic as the B- the Bulls have only a couple days left to come to a contract extension with Nikola Vucevic before he hits the free agent market. We're going to talk about all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. If you choose to do so, you can also follow the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform that we are on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. The Bulls have now officially extended uh, uh, qualifying offers to Kobe White, Iota Sumu, and Terry Taylor. This was kind of expected, especially for Kobe White and Iota Sumu. Terry Taylor, uh, you know, he gets a two-way qualifying offer, which means that it locks him into a two-way contract, potentially. Keep in mind, the Bulls already have Justin Lewis, Adama Sinago, Terry Taylor, the rumored uh, Turkish player, and uh, Erlan Bittem, as well, who... Uh, could fill a two way contract play a role. I do. I do really do think that he's going to eventually be on a main contract. But right right now, the Bulls have potentially four players on two way deals. Now they have to get that down to three after, by the time training camp ends. But they can maintain that signing Terry Taylor right now to that qualifying offer basically allows him to be on their summer league team, allows him to go through training camp, and really gives a, the staff a chance to look at him. But they will have to whittle it down to three before that season starts. Let's get into the other two players, which are, of course, going to garner more attention and more conversation. I want to talk about Io Sumu's situation here first, because I think that's a little bit more straightforward than even Kobe White's situation. When you look at Io Sumu, his qualifying offer is worth $5.2 million. Now, the reason why I point that out is that with the play of Io Sumu last season in the sophomore year being up and down, and him taking a step back in a lot of ways, I know the statistics were pretty much the same, but if you watch those games, he did not have the same impact that he did in his rookie year. And so Io well, depending on what him and his agent may determine, may be a risk to take that, that one-year qualifying offer, bet on himself, and then hit unrestricted free agency the year after. And the reason why this may be a risk for Io sumo is the fact that the, the $5.2 million qualifying offer is probably going to be more than what he would even get out on the on the open market. You look at Io Sumo, he's probably going to get a contract offer with how bad last season was. Probably, I would say, anything more than $4 million may be a little bit of a risk. Now, again, you just never know. A team could, could absolutely look at Io's potential there and say, no, we're going to pay more so the Bulls can't match. That is an absolute risk. But if him and the Bulls cannot come to a long-term contract extension in which it pays him more uh, money over more time, of course, Io what I do think is a risk to take that one-year qualifying offer, a la what Ben Gordon did to the Chicago Bulls years ago, and bet on himself and hit the unrestricted free agent market next season, right? And I look at Io and I say this, right? He's probably one of still the top 12 point guard prospects on the on – the, On the free agent market, just because of his youth and everything like that, a team could be willing to bite on that. And if he is allowed to go to the open market, could he get a deal worth more than that? That the Bulls will then have to face that difficult decision if they're going to match or not. Yeah, there's some potential for that. But I do think that there is an absolute chance that IO may take that one year qualifying offer and play on that. Now, that does come to risk to the player. If he gets an injury, has another down season, it could be hugely detrimental. Rather, if he does not take, a even two, three-year deal with the Chicago Bulls. But I do think that there is a slight risk there. Now, if Io does decide, him and his agent do decide to bet on, bet on uh, himself, and he has like a season like Kobe White had where he improves a lot of things on his game, Io could be set in the, in the following offseason next year to benefit from the fact that DeMar DeRozan's contract is coming off the books. The Bulls could then look to do something with Lonzo Ball after not doing anything with his contract another year. Anything's possible. I do think there is a slight risk there. I'm not going to say it's overly high. I think at the end of the day, he's still going to be a Chicago Bull. But I do think you have to look at that and that, and say that there is a chance of that being the outcome here. Now, next up is well, Kobe White. Qualifying offer of $7.7 million. He's getting more than that on the open market. There's no question. I I, I really... The only way that I would see that there being a risk of Kobe White taking the qualifying offer of one year and then hitting unrestricted free agency is if an offseason injury or something happens. Kobe White is going to be able to go out there, much like Zach Levine did in his restricted free agency, and find the deal that works for him. Now, I do think that the Bulls are going to match that deal. I just think when you look at what AK has talked about, the fact that he's already said that he's ready to present to the front office to go into the luxury tax, I don't think that sitting right now with the fact that they need to add to the team losing a player like Kobe White that even if you don't plan on starting him as your point guard next season has shown what he can bring to you off the bench defensively, playmaking wise, dribbling, getting to the rim and the and the way that he finished that season with his scoring touch starting to come back, if that if he starts off the season like that, that is a huge weapon for the Chicago Bulls and I don't think they're going to let Kobe White go for anything, right? I think that they're going to they're going to let kind of the market dictate rather than get into a back and forth with him, but I think ultimately Kobe White is going to be back in a Bulls uniform on a long-term three- or four-year deal, hit free agency again after that, but the number is important there, right? The qualifying offer of $7.7 million, I don't think you're getting Kobe White back for anything less than $10-11 million at the low end of things. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. So, as, I, as those talks go on with the Chicago Bulls, definitely want to keep an eye out and look out for that. But the fact that the Bulls extended these qualifying offers, it just more so, so signifies, again, there's not a lot of moves coming for the Chicago Bulls this offseason. It just isn't. They may use their mid-level exception on one player. They may break it up, they use it across multiple players, but ultimately this team for the most part is running it back. Now, could there be a chance that a team offers Kobe White a $14, $15 million contract and the Bulls say, hey, what's the chances of a signing trade? Absolutely. But by extending these qualifying offers, you maintain some equity in the players that even if they do sign offers elsewhere, you may be able to try to facilitate something. But again, they could look to sign uh, outright also. So you're letting the market set the value. Iota Sumo, I think, is a risk to take that one-year qualifying offer or he'll come back to the Chicago Bulls on like a two-plus-one deal or maybe a one-plus-one on a shorter amount of time so he can get back to free agency sooner. Kobe White, I think, is going to have a long-term extension here with the Chicago Bulls. And as far as Terry Taylor, Two-way contract, you guys know how I feel about players on two-way contracts. They don't tend to be used a lot by this franchise, but ultimately the Bulls have made their decisions. Now, moving on from that, this Nikola Vucevic, keep keep in mind, we're a year removed from the Bulls saying that they wanted, they were going to open extension talks with Nikola Vucevic. I dropped a video last year when those rumors came out asking if it was too early, if they needed to allow Vucevic to go through the season before talking contract extension with him. Seems like those talks didn't get too far but now the Bulls are up against it. We have two more days. Two more days. and Free agency opens, really, I think they have one. I think they have until midnight tomorrow. Free agency opens at 4 p.m. on Friday, and if the Bulls don't have Nikola Vucevic locked into a contract by then, he hits the open market. Now, I know some people may say, and I've even said, like, there aren't a lot of teams with cap space that Vooch makes sense for. But then when you hear the recent rumbling, the Pacers looking to po- possibly move Valanchunas and want a more – uh, offensive gifted uh, center there, right? You hear things with the um, the, the Portland Trailblazers probably uh, trying to use Nurkic and and something there to to get a move going on the center market because there are not a lot of marquee centers at this uh, in free agency could get interesting and especially centering around Nikola Vucevic. Yes, him, Jakopo, those are players that probably are at the top of the center market in free agency. Nas Reed is already resigned, kind of setting kind of what that market's going to be. And we got some information yesterday that the Bulls are actually hoping to get Vucevic on a more team-friendly deal that fans enjoy, right? And the rumor is three years, $55 million, that they're not going to try to go higher than $65 million, so be on the lookout for that. But ultimately, when you look at it, the Bulls have decisions to make with Nikola Vucevic, and that decision's coming down here sooner rather than later. It's not getting any easier for the Chicago Bulls, and if they do not or are unable to reach a contract extension with Nikola Vucevic, they really aren't in a position to replace him easily, and I know some people are going to say, "Well, just start Andre Drummond. We need a defensive center in there right away, or whatever." It's not like the spacing on this team. If that goes away, outside of even Nikola Vucevic's seventeen points per game, which Patrick Williams may or may not be ready to step into and provide for the team, it really puts the the Bulls in a situation where they don't, they cannot replace Nikola Vucevic on the open market. And for those that aren't aware, the way that the cap situation works in the NBA. We're only able to re-sign Nikola Vucevic up to tw- well, whatever he wants, basically, um, because of we have his bird rights. If Vooch walks away, we don't just get that $18 to $20 million to go out and spend on another free agent. We're still only capped at our mid-level exception of $12.2 million to spend on a free agent. And with this center market, Poto ain't coming for that, right? There's not a lot of centers that are potentially going to come for that. I know some people could say, well, start Andre Drummond, bring in Mo Bamba. And that is a possibility, but there at that point, you are you are betting on hope, right? To replace a position of need for the Chicago Bulls. So the, hey, as we move towards free agency, things are getting really interesting real quick, and the Bulls are gonna have to make decisions. And Uh, Also keep in mind with the qualifying offers, for example, now teams only have 24 hours to decide to match. So this this free agency is going to come fast, and those decisions are going to come even faster as we see reactions and and movements and things like that. And one of the things, too, is that there was an article that came out yesterday. Uh, This one was, again, from Bleacher Report, at least where I saw the article, uh, and it could have started somewhere else, that the Bulls are one of four teams uh, expected by Howard Beck to potentially make major moves this offseason. Now, Howard Beck, I've interviewed Howard Beck over on Locked on Bulls. I've actually talked to him on that show, even admitted he's not as tuned in with the Chicago Bulls as some of the other teams, but it seems like a lot of teams are watching and waiting to see if the Bulls do decide to do something unexpected, not maybe quite a full blow-up. Do they decide to move Zach Levine? Do they decide to move DeMar DeRozan? Do they decide to really try to make a move to drastically improve the team? And if that happens, man, hey, I guess we'll see, but as of right now, we are heading into free agency with tons of questions. And those questions, hopefully you're going to get answers sooner rather than later. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.